Welcome everyone here at Boss It. We would love to hear from you. Join us in our Boss It community by heading over to our website, bossitclub.com and join our mailing list. As we grow, we will be launching our community of fellow Boss It BFFs and we want you to be a part of it. Okay, Sophia and Noreen, let's dig into this. I can't wait to tell them all about how we got here. Welcome to the Boss It Podcast. My name is Sophia Noreen and I took an Etsy startup and launched it in big box retailers within 12 months. As a creative with an entrepreneurial drive, I left my full-time career in healthcare to find better harmony between career, family, and self-care. We believe you can have it all. Yes, you can launch and run a successful, scalable business while maintaining harmony in all aspects of your life. We believe we can learn from each other and draw on many experiences to create the best life possible. During each episode, we will share proven life hacks that will keep you on top and striving every day. There should be no hesitation. Make a plan, take action. We are here for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another fantastic episode of the Boss It Podcast. My name is Sophia Noreen, and I am going to be your host. But along with me today is my online business manager and campaign manager, Hadra. And me and Hadra are going to be talking about all of the crazy challenges that we were facing over the last few weeks with our product-based business, also Sophia. So Hadra, you want to say hi to everyone? Hi, everyone. I'll tell you briefly what Hadra does for also Sophia. And I know that many people that listen do intend hopefully to expand their businesses one day and maybe even hire somebody to help them in their business. So Hadra has been along the ride with me since last year. She started off as a VA, a virtual assistant. And then we pretty much rolled right into becoming a campaign manager, right Hadra? Yeah, that's pretty much what I was doing with you when even I was a VA campaign management last year. Right. And so we started in 2020 in the heat of the pandemic and we rolled out a pretty good size influencer marketing campaign. Do you recall how many influencers we had? We had nine influencers actually last year for our Ramadan and Eid campaign. And that was like the campaign we actually started planning for on a very short notice. The planning started back in January and we had a launch good in February, but we managed to pull it off. Yeah. And for anybody who doesn't know what Launch Good is, it's a crowdfunding campaign for the Muslim community. And the goal for that campaign was to help us get into big retailers because the purchase order usually is very sizable. So rather than trying to front all that ourselves, we asked for a small amount from the community who graciously stepped up and helped us with that purchase order. So then we like rolled into March and April last year and it was full gangbusters, right? On how we promoted using influencers and Hadra was along the ride for that, helping with communication and helping with just verifying contracts, helping manage the influencer marketing portal that we have in the back end. So Hadra, do you want to talk a little bit about that? These are some of our trade secrets when it comes to what apps we use on Shopify for our product-based business. Do you want to just give them a snapshot of what that's all about? Yeah. So when we're doing the vetting process for the influencers, we pick the influencers that really have the same niche and have the same audience that we are targeting for our business. And then we reach out to them. And then once everything's good in that department, then we enroll them as an affiliate for our brand. And the apps that we use through Shopify, it's a Seacom app and it's actually really good. 
the free version itself is like pretty much what we've been using so far and it has worked really well for us. I believe we upgraded that, but for the first year, it worked perfectly well with the influencers and the affiliates we had on board. And it helped us track how are they doing in terms of bringing in customers and sales. So it actually helped us decide for the next year who to bring on board again for our campaign for this year, 2021. Yeah, definitely. I love that. You made a good point that we started off with the free version of the Seco map. And that app is called Affiliate by Seco Map. And we'll hyperlink it in the show notes for you guys. If you have a product-based business and you're on Shopify, we highly, highly suggest the use of Affiliate by Seco Map. And because of the platform, it made it really easy for us to run that campaign. So Hadra has been working on that for quite a bit for the influencer marketing campaign this round for this season. She did all of that single-handedly. I didn't do much actually at all. Yeah, but you taught me last year. So this year it was easier for me to do it on my own. Yeah. And then because it was getting so crazy and I do suggest to keep an open mind to this, hiring somebody to help you as an online business manager, somebody that will walk through the day-to-day operations of your website, who would communicate with any third-party companies that you're working with, and then also to help manage the initial onset of customer service. I think this is where our story gets really interesting is with customer service because we grew four times larger in one year compared to where we were last year. And we did not expect the amount of customer service involvement that was required. So Hadra, do you want to speak a little bit about that and our learning curve when it came to our hyper growth? Yeah. So when Sophia told me that the customer service is like a whole thing and we need to put a lot of work and time into it. So I didn't realize how much work that's going to be until I actually jumped in and I started taking care of that part. And even while I was just doing the morning and the afternoon time and evening was Sophia's time to take care of those things, but it still was like a lot of work. And it was like so many questions that were constantly, they were like repetitive and they kept asking the same questions again, again. There were mishaps. And so it was a shock and a learning experience that a lot of things that we don't know about these private businesses is that there's a lot of work required in the back end. And what you see is just the good part of the business. The majority of the things that's happening in the back end is like craziness, really. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned that because to a customer or to somebody who is looking at the business and saying, wow, they have everything put together. On the outside, it does appear that way, but there's a lot of backend things that are happening. For example, if we have a customer that got the incorrect order, or we have a customer that has a broken order, or we have a customer that has a damaged item, the list goes on and on. And we need somebody on the other end to basically take care of that or communicate it back to the right individuals who can then take care of that. So as you grow, I know everybody wants to grow larger, but one of the things you need to keep in mind is how are you going to accommodate your growth? And we see small businesses go into this situation time and time again, especially if they get a lot of media and press, they'll have a website that may not even be able to handle the bandwidth. So again, that seems to be obvious. People would be like, well, you should be ready for growth, but a lot of people are not. And one of the things that can get forgotten about is the customer service component. And I know these days, many customers will only buy from you if you have good customer service, because what makes our company different from most, a lot of the times people are saying that they enjoy the customer service. The products you can get probably somewhere else or a variation of the same product. 
But if your customer trusts that you're going to follow through and get the product to them successfully, and if there's a problem, you'll take care of it, I guarantee you, you'll have a return customer. And that's what we want at the end of the day as a product-based business or even a service-based business. You want a return customer because your return customer is more likely to convert If they come to you once, they're more likely to come to you again than going and finding another customer. And when we talk about acquisition costs per customer, it's cheaper for your business. It's less monetary investment to get an older customer to come back than to go and find a new customer. That's why people really rely on those email lists. Sorry, I went into a little bit of the technical there, Hadra, but I just really wanted to hone in on that because we grew so fast. I required an online business manager to come in and help bridge the gaps. I think for also Sophia, One of the things that we discussed, me and Hadra, when she came on was the fact that she's not going to be able to do all of these things all the time. As we grow, we're going to have to continue to expand the team. But as an online business manager, she has to know those processes in and out. So when we do bring on new people, then she can basically oversee what's happening. For example, if we get a customer service representative and she knows all the processes for how to handle each individual concern that the customer brings up or each individual question the customer has, then she can train and oversee and then they can do that type of work. So that's in a nutshell, well, I think it's so important to have that open mindset when you are considering growing, because if you can't have that open mindset to give those accountabilities to somebody else, it's going to be very difficult for you to actually scale your business. Hadra, do you have any input on yeah, all of that information? Exactly. We always talk about delegating. And I think we as human beings like to control every aspect of everything that we have in our life. Mm-hmm. But when you are actually looking into growing your business, that means you have to step out of your comfort zone and you have to start delegating the tasks that you think are taking up more time and you're not able to like focus on what you're good at. Because we all have our strengths and weaknesses and we need to know that as a good entrepreneur and a good professional person, you need to know what your strengths are. And based on that, you can bring on a person on board to take care of the tasks that you think are not your strengths, basically. 110%. And so everyone knows I'm a bit of a wild card. I'm a crazy creative who gets into a lot of mess without cleaning up some of the things that I should. Whereas Hadra, actually many of the people I've surrounded myself with are very organized and their inboxes are at zero. And I just always use that joke about the inbox because I have an inbox. One of the inboxes I'm looking at right now is 1400 unread emails. One of them is 11,000. I won't tell you which one that is, but the point is you need to be able to delegate off tasks that you're not good at and know your own weaknesses. If you are that individual that's really organized, you may need an individual then that is a bit more creative or somebody who's a little bit ready to take on additional risks or because they do say that those two sides of the brains don't, you know, you're usually dominant in one side versus another. That's also a big part of business, knowing who you are and really understanding who to surround yourself with. So that's incredible advice actually, Hadra. Thank you. So the second part of this entire episode is about what we had to do over the past two weeks with also Sophia, because we had gone through a few hurdles because of the pandemic. Well, I would call it a roller coaster if you ask me. Yeah, roller coaster. I'll tell you how it all started. It really came down to the fact that our supply chain was delayed and it happened because there were not enough shipping vessels crossing over to Canada. 
the entire web of supply chain is so intertwined that if one thing happens, it really is a domino effect on the whole supply chain for us and for many other businesses. And our stuff is crossing over from Asia. The ships now go every other week, not once a week. And I obviously didn't know that. Our team in Asia didn't know that. And so our stuff was delayed by a week. And so what happened after that was everything was delayed and we were late with, I wouldn't say late, but delayed with our Walmart shipment. And we had a ton of pre-orders. We had, again, four times busier than last year. So we had like hundreds and hundreds of orders waiting to be filled. And then our warehouse was trying to get catch up. The logistics team was trying to catch up with everything, going quickly and getting everything done. So everybody was trying to catch up with getting everything picked and packed at the warehouse. And then Hadra, we were supposed to go to an on-site event, yeah. right? What did I forget? For our influencer campaigns, we have a schedule for the whole campaign period. And we have our influencers posting at a certain time so they don't clash or two influencers are not posting at the same time so everybody can get the spotlight they need or require. But because of our delay in shipments, we actually had to last minute change our calendar like schedule for the posting and stuff as well. So it was not like from the product, how to like get our products to the customers and to Walmart and all the other places that we needed to get it. It was also like the other stuff that is connected to the business. So when one thing really gets affected, but all the other aspects of business are definitely going to get affected, even if they're not directly connected. Yeah, exactly. So we have marketing campaigns that are planned and launch chains for different things that are planned. And if your shipment is delayed, then exactly everything needs to be rescheduled or have to be accommodated. Yeah. And luckily, some of the influencers had stock from last year. So they accommodated by using what they already had. So I think the lesson in that is that you need to be nimble and be able to quickly think on your feet, because even if you have a plan A, you need to have a plan B and C following closely behind to help you navigate those situations when they show up. I find a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs, they think it's going to work out and there's only one direction, but 2020, 2021 COVID lockdown has shown us that the businesses that survived and flourished were the ones that were able to quickly pivot and quickly come up with a solution to the problem. And so I think that's another crazy lesson that we've learned over the past month and a half. I mean, actually for the whole year, but really hitting in on the last month. Yeah, that's something that I just thought of while you were talking about how the businesses that flourished actually had the capacity to like pivot and come up with plan B or just execute it because it's already there. I've seen a lot of small businesses, the reason they don't thrive or they do not get successful is because the entrepreneurs have just one direction and they do not have a plan B, C, D, E because for them, if the A doesn't work, it's like for them, it's failure. But what we need to understand as an entrepreneur is that it's not necessary that you're going to be successful on the first or second or third attempt. If you have lots of different ideas and lots of different plans, then there is a fair chance that you're definitely going to be successful at some point. But if we believe that it's just one thing and if it doesn't work out, if I'm done with it, then usually these people do not get successful when it comes to business. Yeah, they say, right? The first zero to five years is the worst years of business. It's the valley of death. And that's when I think they say 98% of businesses fail in the first five years. Again, don't quote me on that stat. I don't know, Hadra, do you know the most recent stat of how many businesses fail in the first five years? Well, I think the stats have pretty much changed our last year because of COVID. I'm sure there's going to be a bit more. Yeah, exactly. when it comes to well, that. Yeah. Because Especially unusual situations, right? Right. 
So actually, the stats do show that by the end of the first 10 years, 30% of businesses will remain. So by your fifth year in business, only 50%. So we, if we have 100 businesses that start off in year zero, only 50 of them will have survived by year five, and only 30 of them will survive by the end of the 10-year mark. It really does show you that if you can't embrace change and pivoting and having multiple solutions to a problem or multiple vantage points, I would say, because everyone has a vision of where they want to go, but people have to know that there's different roads to that vision. You may not have that straight climb up. You will have these hills and valleys. And I know people preach that all the time, but again, this year, the season has shown us that in the last month, for example, we had to do a lot of changes and we're not even done. Hadrak, tell us what else happened in the last week that we needed to quickly pivot in our business. So basically, we were supposed to go on site. We actually had an on-site event for like a three, four-day event. And we were going to take all our products there so the locals can come look at the products and buy them. Because a lot of people, they prefer buying things that they can visually see instead of paying online and paying for shipping and all that stuff. So today before we were supposed to actually start the event, last minute, our Ontario premier actually announced that we're going in a stay-at-home order kind of lockdown and everything's going to be closed. We were like literally on the verge of going in and setting everything up, but then we had to quickly change gears and we decided to use this opportunity to offer contactless curbside pickup for the people who actually wanted to just come and pick up their order instead of paying for shipping. Yeah. So we had to pivot again, showing yeah. us that although we had a plan A to go on site at one of the biggest malls in Ontario to let our customers see, touch and feel the product and understand what it is exactly and also speak to us directly. Now they were limited. They couldn't do that anymore. And we were like, okay, well, we have a ton of customers that have reached out to us and said they're going to come to us and see us in person and pick up the products. And now they can't do that. So we decided to offer curbside contactless pickup from my garage because we don't have an on-site location for pickup unless we're out at an event like that one at the mall. And another thing happened. I don't even know if I told you about this last point about Walmart and what is happening currently as we record this in Ontario, our premier is saying to all of these big retailers that you are not even allowed to sell the product. So they have wrapped up all of the products in the big sheets of plastic wrap. So customers can't even access it. So if it's not like a personal hygiene, food and pharmacy product, I believe it's marked like it's covered up. Our products fall into arts and crafts and party. So our end cap just yeah. went out the day before the lockdown in local yeah. Walmarts. And now it's covered up and wrap. The other team member we have is pulling the reports every day, hoping that the Ontario end caps are moving. And the first day it moved, even though it was like an imminent lockdown, we were selling products. They were coming off the shelf. But now she checked again and she's like, we've had little sales coming through. So that means that the end caps that are up now in the other provinces are selling. So anybody in Canada that's listening to this, that's not in Ontario has access, but Ontario customers don't have access to the Walmart products unless they come to our website. But that's just, again, showing you, we planned and we planned and we pushed and we pushed and in the end, it wasn't favorable for us. We unfortunately are stuck in a predicament where we can't do anything because it's the law. It's illegal right now for them to sell. Guess how long that lockdown lasts for? 28 <laughs> days. And um, our event was scheduled 10. for one month. <laughs> and you just have to laugh about it, right? Isn't that ridiculous? 
Yeah, because these 28 days are the season that we want to sell our products. And then the entire time, our products are going to be off limits because they're not considered essential. That's right. So trials and tribulations of a small business, right? And just basically knowing that although we had planned. You know, your plan is not always going to work. So you just have to like make sure you have your eyes on the prize. You just have to take a different route this time. Right. And so now what we're going to likely do in the next few weeks is probably I should make an announcement and say, unfortunately, I know many of you are waiting for our products to land on the Walmart shelves. If you are located in Ontario, Canada, you will not be able to access them. The alternative option is to buy from the website or pick up. And for everyone else that's out of Ontario and in Canada, they'll have the opportunity to purchase it on the shelves at Walmart. And then we'll have the locations set up on our website. Isn't it nuts that as a small business owner and as a big business owner, it doesn't matter what kind of business owner you are, you have to figure it out on your feet as you're walking or as you're running in this case. One more thing that the majority of our stores that we were in the stock, our products are in Ontario, actually. So pretty much what we were expecting was make the most sales were in Ontario. But now, since we are in the lockdown and it happens so fast, we're just going to wait and see how things work and roll out. Yeah, I'm hopeful that the premier will say something along the lines next week that he will be able to open up some of the product lines because I know customers are already slightly frustrated. They can't access a few of the products and they consider them essential. Another thing that's happening anyways is that they'll just order it from another warehouse, another big box retailer. I'm sure we all know about Amazon. So that's also concerning for in stores because it costs money to run an in-store environment. And if they can't make the sales to support the in-store environment, question mark becomes, well, do we just keep the in-stores? Do we shut down our in-store stores and start pushing more online? But there's people that work in those stores. So it's a really interesting predicament. And I can foresee a situation where the retailers will say there's no point in having an in-store environment anymore. It's just a food for thought and not the point of this episode. We just wanted to share with you a high level overview of what has been happening on our end in the product-based business and also a few lessons that we've learned or we have learned. One being that you need to think on your feet. You need to be able to pivot and problem solve and have your A, B, and C plan because A may not always work. And then two, hiring on your team members. And Hadra said it the best, you need to be able to delegate and be able to trust your team members to do the job that they can do so you can grow and leverage your business, your small business. So that way you don't become another statistic with a failure rate of 70% in 10 years. If that is your intention to grow to that length of time or run your business for that length of time. I think, again, this year, having going through COVID again in our busiest season, which is very interesting because we're locked down again. I think I really, truly thought that we wouldn't lock down again. I thought that maybe we would go into like the gray zone and stay there. But I think this lockdown really was for me a bit more devastating because I thought that we were done and I thought that we could go back to some normalcy, but there's always a plan and we need to keep everyone safe. And that's the name of the game. And I know in this country, anyways, our vaccines are rolling out faster now. So hopefully we can get everybody vaccinated and we can go back to somewhat of a normal environment. Hadra, what do you have to say to any of that before we close off? I just think, like you said, that we just have to go with the flow and see if we set our heart to think that we want it to work this way or it doesn't work at all for us, then we will end up becoming this statistic that one of the businesses that actually closed down before hitting the 10-year mark, actually. I agree with the majority of yeah. things. 
Yeah. Okay. So guys, that was all we have to say for today. It was pretty much a recap of what's been happening, but we have a few lessons in there that we really want you to reflect on because again, delegation, trusting, being able to see the future of your business is very important. And then also being able to have your plans, A, B, and C. It's not always going to be a straight linear line. I know you've heard this before, but it's worth mentioning it again with these examples of how many pivots we had to do in the last month alone. So again, if you guys have any questions regarding any of the information covered in this episode, send us an email at hello at bossitclub.com and our team will take care of it. And again, remember, make a plan and take action. And yes, you can have it all. Talk to you guys later. Bye now. So my fellow bosses, did you enjoy that episode? Now it's time for you to make a solid plan and take action. But first, remember to subscribe and follow the Boss It podcast so you receive a notification whenever we drop an episode. Remember to leave us a review on iTunes. Take a screenshot of your review and share it on Instagram as a post or a story and tag us at Boss It Club. If Instagram is not your thing, no worries. Email your screenshot to podcast at bossitclub.com. As a massive thank you, we will be sending you our top 50 tips for starting and scaling a business. This list is exclusively for podcast reviewers, so don't miss out. Now remember, bosses, make a plan and take action in all aspects of your life. Yes, you can have it all.